Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, if you're at work and you're concerned, as we all are, about brain shrinkage, nip out to the loo now and have a bit of a nap. A study in the UK claims that napping helps keep the brain healthy. Motti Vargesa is a sleep psychologist at the Sleep Therapy Clinic in Dublin. Good afternoon, Motti. Uh, good afternoon, Sean. So, uh, uh, when one naps, like you don't need, is a nap good for you even if you're not, you know, getting into deep sleep and REM sleep and all that uh, stuff? Yeah, of course, yeah. I think a nap, nap is proven to have some positive effect on us. And it was a very interesting study that was done in the UL, um, uh, which looked at the effect of napping on brain volume and also the performance of the brain. And interestingly, they found that the brain is not shrinking at the same pace as it was uh, for the non-nappers. Right. Okay. By by how much could they uh, could they quantify that? Uh, well, generally, every ten years, the brain shrinks by about five percentage for for all adults. Right. Uh, after the for, after the age of forty years, uh, every decade it shrinks by five percent. Um, but that wasn't happening at the same pace for the uh, individuals who were habitual nappers. And these were not just nappers. They were genetically programmed to nap habitually. Mm. So there was, there was that uh, the volume of the brain was preserved, but the performance outcomes were not seen in that particular study. Yeah. So yeah. they looked at uh, things like reaction time, uh, visual memory formation, and there wasn't any superiority seen there. Okay. Would, would that imply, though, that uh, people aren't getting enough sleep at night? Uh, well, of course, um, we do have to look at two factors. One is the quantity of sleep and the quality of sleep. If you're not getting sufficient quantity of good quality of sleep, we can feel sleepy and tired during the daytime, particularly in the afternoon between 2 and 4 p.m. And if that's the case, we must actually look at whether we can improve the quantity of sleep by, um, uh, by um, adopting good sleep habits. And also, if you're waking up too many times at night, see whether what, what is causing those multiple awakenings and try and address that problem to uh, improve the quality of sleep. Mm. So if, if you got uh, the right amount and, and the right quality sleep at night, you shouldn't need a, a nap during the day? Ideally, we shouldn't need a sleep, but we also have you know, different personal circumstances. There may be small children that need to be looked after or elderly parents to be attended to. But uh, ideally, we wouldn't have to nap during the day. But, you know, nap is, again, proven to come with very positive effects. Yes. And is there a recommended, I was going to say dosage, is there a recommended duration for a nap during the day? Yeah, so try and keep it as short as you can. Um, You know, keep it for 20 or 30 minutes, but never cross 45 minutes. Because if we cross 45 minutes, we're going into the deeper stages of sleep. And it takes us more time to snap out of that grogginess when we wake up. Okay. And also try and finish the nap by 4 p.m. Uh, so a nap is like a snack. Uh, if you have your snack closer to your main meal time, you're not going to feel hungry for your, for your main meal. And likewise, uh, if the nap is too close to our bedtime, then we are going to be using some of the sleep drive that we've been building up to take the nap and we wouldn't be feeling sleepy enough to sleep at night time. Yes, of course, that, ma- that makes total sense. It, it, it seems to be though, and this is completely anecdotal, just as my observation, some people would be able to have a nap during the day very easily. Some people would find it extraordinarily difficult, almost impossible to fall asleep during the day. It, yes, uh, from working with people with sleep difficulties like insomnia, I've noticed that, you know, when you have insomnia, you're in a state of hyper alertness or hypervigilance from the stress response. You know, you're worrying about not getting enough sleep at night. 
And you're also worrying about the health-related consequences, your ability to function during the day. So they they often report that they find it difficult to nap during the daytime. Yes, uh, but can that be trained out of people? Well, I think we can um, introduce more relaxation practices and see whether we can uh, calm ourselves so that we can uh, take a nap in the afternoon if needed. Mm. And, and that nap in the afternoon, in, in terms of its quality, is it as good as the sleep you get at night? Well, we, we're always kind of spending time in the lighter stages of sleep when we are napping. So in about 20 minutes, you're not going to go into the deeper, refreshing stages of sleep. Yeah. Although you get some um, rest and refreshment from, uh, you know, napping for 20 minutes. Okay. And and is are you? would it be your contention the optimum time for having a nap is around now? Uh, yes, sometime between 2 and 4 p.m. So we have two periods of extreme sleep in us in 24 hours. The first is between 2 and 4, p- 4 a.m. in the morning, and the second is between 2 and 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Okay. And depending on whether you're a morning type or evening type person, it could be closer to 2 a.m. or closer to 4, a- 4 2, 2 p.m. or closer to 4 p.m. Right. Okay. And and uh, ultimately, if you're not getting enough sleep, and, and, and I remember when Margaret Thatcher died, uh, and, uh, you know, sad, very sadly for her, she had dementia in, in the latter stage of her life. And uh, some people, spe- you know, speculated that it was because she didn't sleep very much when, when she was prime minister. And when she was an MP, she'd only sleep four hours a night. Is, you know, uh, could those kinds of things be linked? I think, I think it's something that we have to be very careful about um, because there's a lot of people with uh, sleep difficulties. Or, you know, there's a lot of people with insomnia and other sleep disorders. And we don't want to cause any more anxiety for them. So, you know, sleep deprivation is considered a risk factor to develop certain health issues. But it is a risk factor only. And, um, you know, we shouldn't be particularly worrying about it because that's not going to result in a favorable outcome for people who are sleeping poorly. Marty, thanks very much for sleeping with us, uh, sleeping with us, uh, speaking with us today. That was uh, Marty Vargeza there, uh, a sleep psychologist in the sleep therapy clinic in Dublin. And uh, obviously, as Marty recommended, the optimum time for a nap is between two and four. But that's only if you're listening to RTE. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.